you doing? Man? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. Everybody, welcome back to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. I'm Eric. He's Andy. Today, Andy, let's talk about uh, something a little bit a little bit different. We haven't really talked about this before. A little. I'm thinking. Okay. Hit me. I'm thinking based off of uh, some comments we got sent in, some DMs, switching trades. You ever thought about it? You ever thought about just like, I don't want to be a plumber anymore. I'm going to go do something new. Yeah. Yeah. I could uh, bag groceries again pretty easy. No, I'm just joking. Recent, recently? <laughs> no. Have you thought no. about it? I No, I don't, I don't know. On, on, you know, here's the deal. I would say on stressful days, it's yeah. easy to look at other things and go, boy, it'd be a lot easier to go do that. Um, yeah. As a business owner, some days I go, you know what? It'd be pretty easy to go collect a paycheck somewhere. Um, yeah. And I know that I know that that's complete bunch of hogwash and that's whatever. Um, it, it certainly would be easier. There's less things to think about for sure. Um, there are far fewer benefits in working for someone than working for yourself. So I'll just say that. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the comments being, you know, one of the comments that was sent in or messages sent in just said, Hey, look, I've been working as an automotive tech for, you know, 15 years yep. out of high school. Left, tried this, came back, went and tried that, came back, didn't really work out. I don't know what those jobs were. Sure. But ultimately, this person says, you know, look, look, I like the plumbing and heating aspect of things. Yep. You know, what do you think? You know, I'm 33, 35, somewhere around there. And, you know, you think I'm absolutely crazy? <laughs> so what do you think, Andy? I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say you and I both had a very similar concept. Now, granted, we stayed within the same trade that we knew, but it was a significant change from working for someone to starting your own business, right? Um, those, yeah. I mean, yes, we're doing the same kind of work. We already know how to do that kind of work, but the, the entire, you know, the business operation, the business ownership side of that is like starting a new trade. In in my opinion. Okay. You know, that was something I, uh, I no, I, I don't think that's a big stretch. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I, it's not something that I had never done, never even thought about right. doing, you know, prior to going like, oh, I should start a business. Um, you know, so I didn't have this fine podcast to listen to, you know, while I was thinking about it, um, for one, but. Well, you know, if we're going to make the trades great again, we have to talk about the tough issues like this. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I could, I could understand it. I could, I could, I could fathom it, especially if you're like, if you're right there just going, you know, I'm just, I'm done with this, you know, uh, yeah. this is no longer something that excites me. I'm not, uh, I'm not interested in it or it's just the daily grind and I've got, I'm not going anywhere. Well, I mean, boy, you better start looking because I, uh, I've said this for a long time that if, you dislike go, getting up in the morning and going to work. If that's something that you start dreading to do, it is time yeah. to figure out how to change that because we spend a tremendous amount of time at work. Um, yeah. And if that sucks, if that time mentally is tough to deal with, then it's time to find something different to do. Okay. Uh, I agree with that hundred percent. Um, some people might say, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to 
just represent sure. some other people, different train of thought. Uh, some people might hear you say that and go, yeah, but you're doing fine. Like no big deal. Sure. Uh, for you, uh, which is not to say Andy that you, you know, you haven't thought about this. You yeah. haven't thought this through or, you know, like that's not it at all. And that you're met and your idea, your, your opinion is valid. Yeah. But some people are going to have to take a significant pay cut or a pay cut at all. And that might be significant. Does that make sense? Yep. It, it, it absolutely does. And, and I would say, I would say highly likely, um, yeah. you know, if, if you're well established or I guess maybe not well, if you're seasoned in the trade that you're in and you're producing for that, for a company, I guess, if you will, or a, a business for you to go somewhere where you're not seasoned and expect the same rate of pay, um, you there would have to be something you're bringing to the table. Uh, well, that's a great point. That's a great point. You you bring that up, and that's not even really the topic of discussion for most people when they talk about changing jobs. And they might look at the pay difference and wonder, well, I mean, I'm 30. Is that some you know? Is that starting pay for a first year apprentice? Isn't that for somebody that's younger? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I'd say no, wouldn't no, you? It, it, yeah, it's, you're right. Uh, it's based off skill set, it, it's right? Based off skill set. Yeah. 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 So like the idea that you're going to have to take a pay cut, it sucks. Uh, I'm not looking to do it. And for that reason, like I, I like what I do, right. but like, I wouldn't want to, Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it for any less. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I've worked very hard to get to where I'm at and I'm not looking to change, but yeah, if you're, you know, it's not just being happy though, either. Like it can actually affect you mentally. Oh like, yeah. Physically. It can affect your health. Yeah. So like, if you're in that state to go back on what you were saying, like it is super important. You really then have to consider paycheck or pay. Cu- I'm sorry. I misspoke there. Pay cut. You know, can you make it work? Right. Can you put up with, you know, having less of other things in order to, you know, survive and, and do your necessities yep. off of a lower amount of pay. Yeah. Uh, because that quality of life, if it's an improvement, if it ends up being an improvement for you, I'll tell you, it's hard to put a price on that. It is. It absolutely is. And and that's something that's, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I think about that and, and what I was just saying is, you know, what do you bring to the table? You know, as yeah, okay. as a, let's just go back to the the listener that wrote in for us if you look at his i assume it's a he he him it was um, it was he okay, him, yeah. if you're listening jay that's for you <laughs> yeah, um, that's for you jay <laughs> if uh if he is you know let's say been in the trade for 15 years right he has at that point develop certain skills um you know in automotive you're going to develop customer service skills at some point or another in the last 15 years you've dealt with customers right okay that's yeah that's not something that you you know is just taken for granted uh you've probably got some billing skills or some invoicing skills or some you know how to how to do the paperwork side of of your job as a technician okay that's a skill that you know, you, uh, the green fresh apprentice at, right out of high school doesn't have. Um, maybe you have some of the technical lingo. Um, if you're a, a, a mechanic, a lot of what the rest of the skilled trades do on the day to day is turning wrenches. 
you know, one way or another. It's it's having that mechanical aptitude to to go in and figure out a problem, do problem solving, and and work through things. Those are some of the most difficult skills to teach because they have to come with time on the tools. You know. Yeah. In this particular instance, that's that's really that's you're definitely right. Yep. And and you know, if you're looking if you're a mechanic now and you're looking at HVAC, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, right. I agree with you. Yeah. But what if you were a what if you were, you know, doing drywall and you're like, well, I wanna, you know, this just never was for me, but I had to stick yeah. with it for one reason or another and and I want to do electrical. Yeah. Well, I, and I, and I think, I think that same concept, um, you know, if, if you were, okay, let, let's just take your example. If you're the drywall installer, you know, and you've done the drywall installation, new construction drywall installation for 15 years, what skill sets yeah. would you have that uh, would apply to electrical? Well, on a new construction site, you already know a lot about, you know, theoretically, you know, a lot, whole bunch about the safety aspect of it. You know how to work in a sure. safe environment. How to how the new how a new construction site functions. I mean, that's a daunting. How to get along with others. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. They're Those drywallers. are big steps. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they're also electricians. <laughs> well, so. That's true. Um, you know, I, there's gosh, I know, just rude, rude, red, rude, right out of the right out of the gate. Um, there's uh, you know, you're gonna have the, those. I guess those those skill sets where you can you know go in and read a set of pl- uh, prints, right? Potentially, there's yeah. going to be some plan reading. You know, there's skills there. And what I would say to anybody that's going that direction is, um, one, you're going to have to be patient with your new employer because if you walk into the interview and be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm you know I've been a drywaller for 15 years and I want to I want to start out at third year uh, apprentice rates." Because I already know how to do right. A, B, C, and D. Well, the employer's probably going to be like, eh, good try. Um, let's have another talk again in a little <laughs> while. Uh, yeah, anybody that's been through that as an employer is definitely going to be, no, you yep. know, they're going to be hesitant if if at all, yeah. even at all, you know, open to the idea or conversation. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's easy to, easier to, um, and you know, in my opinion, it's easier to look at a, at an employee as they're working for you and and start assessing their their abilities and their skill set, and then make an adjustment to pay accordingly in the positive direction. It is really hard <laughs> as an employer to go to back to an employee and be like, um, "Yeah, you're really not worth that much." <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just it's yeah. just it's never going to go over well. Um, no, it's not. So. And it, that's the that's the responsibility though of the employer, yeah. of course, you know. Yeah. From the start and whether they're going to do that or not. Yeah. Uh some, sometimes people misrepresent them, their own skills. Absolutely. Too. Um but I, yeah, I think I think in those instances you're right. There's a lot of crossover. There's probably built-in skills that exist from that transfer in one way or another. They're going to be useful. Sure. You're not going to walk away from it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that the thing to remember in that case is that you may go into the interview and and go, oh, you know what? I was making um, $31 an hour at my last job as the mechanic, right? Yeah. And you show up the, for day one as the apprentice and you might be making 19 or you might be making 18. That's a big, it's right. a big chunk, right? 
you may find, and you can just talk talk to the employer and be like, hey, listen, here, you know, I, I know that I'm coming into this green. I want to, you know, do my best to to prove myself and prove that I have the value. And I may not have the book smarts of this trade to start with, but I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna be a good worker. I'm gonna give you a you know a, a solid employee, and this is what I can bring to the table. And if you can go in and prove that, you know, I know how to read plans. I know how to do, you know, this, this function. I know how to, you know, work well with others. I'm, I'm good at clean, keeping my, you know, my workspace clean. You know, I mean, those are some of those super simple um, skill sets that go from trade to trade to trade. And if you can prove that you already know how to do some of that stuff, it's so much easier for that employer to look at it and go, yeah, no, this guy's. This guy's six months ahead of the guy that's green. Right. You know, right. And maybe yeah. works, works yeah. well. I mean, you know what? Let's just make him the foreman of the apprentices, you know, because, because you may, you yeah. may walk into that position at one year in, you know, and have equivalency of, you know, three or four years of experience. Right. Right. So. Yeah, well, I guess the next step would be, you know, once you've decided what you want to give a try, you know, give a shot to, you know, how do you get started? And I know one of the messages that came in was asking, you know, should I just contact somebody local, some small company, see if they're hiring, or should I look into the union or or what? And I guess that the answer to that would be really kind of based off geography, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, we, you and I have our opinions on it. Uh, and we've shared those in the past. I, I'm not afraid to say, like, I think if you're going to be into plumbing or HVAC or electrical, uh, a organized union or even non-union dependent, I mean, an organized apprenticeship program yes. um, is, in my opinion, superior to just going to work for someone yep. and getting on the job training and relying on that alone. Now, there are going to be some companies that will hire an apprentice, they'll train them in-house and like like really legit train that like that's awesome yep. but i'm not talking about that i'm talking really kind of the two more mainstream broad end of the spectrum you know you've got an organized labor pool like a, a organization like a union yeah that has apprenticeship programs and it's very cut and dry what is expected and what is provided and then you have kind of your um non-union go work for someone large or small that doesn't have to be, it's not, it's not significant yep. to the size and they just, you know, they're going to offer you just on the job experience yep. and uh, probably not really invest in you that much necessarily for your long-term um, success in this specific trade. Yeah. That's a little bit of opinion there, but it's based off of uh, sure. what I've seen over yep. the years. Yeah. There are those, though, there are those small companies out there for sure that just excel in creating phenomenal tradesmen. Um, oh, absolutely. There are hundred percent. I would agree with you. There are probably a larger number that are just like, Hey, whatever, we're here to do this job and go, go do your thing and go home. Um, yeah. Well, they, I mean, there's advantages to being able to use lower cost labor. There sure. just is yep. in business. Yep. So I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I look at my personal experience in this, um, as an employer, and, you know, interviewing a handful of, of technicians over the years, and then also interviewing as part of the JATC or the Joint Apprenticeship Training Committee for our local union. And I would say 
every single every six months when we get a new list of people that are applying for an apprenticeship program or applying to enter the apprenticeship program, we get at least one or two that are in that age range in their thir- mid you know late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties. Yep. That are like we're just done with this and we're ready to ready to change. Um, I mean, and that's gone from you know people that are. We had a, a gal here not long ago that was a, a, a sous chef. She's like, I'm just tired of working in a commercial kitchen. I want to get into plumbing. I was like, oh, right, that's cool. Uh, we had a gal that was a, a engineer for the local rail link or the uh, railroad company, and yep. You know, I mean, those are those are big changes. You know, you you go from something that you're well skilled at, well versed at, and and one of the things that we look at as the JTC is is you know what kind of skill, what kind of alternative skill sets does this person bring with them? You know, what kind of advantage is that? Or, or you know, let's say the chef does does she have you know exceptional team working skills that someone that's you know 17 or 18 right out of high school isn't going to have that team that teamwork um you know experience and you know so there's there's some of those things that you look at and go yeah you know what that that person right there those are that's something that was going to give that person an edge they're going to be a better apprentice based on you know their their existing skills well i'm going to blow it up right now and just say you said that that chef was a female yeah Better apprentice. Yeah. Yep. Probably. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's the facts. Yep. Uh, pretty much all signs point to females make better trades workers. Just yep. Going to say it there. It's on recording. <laughs> there it is. I don't, I don't care if anybody agrees with me or not. Nah, it, it, you know, and so many, so many advantages, uh, you know, but uh, we love our, our sisters and our brothers. That's for sure. Um, yeah, no, this is big. This is big news for, you know, a couple of people that wrote in and it's, it's not something I've given a lot of thought to because although I've been in front of the classroom for the apprenticeship program, I taught for years and I did have, you know, apprentices in my classes that were older than me Yeah, and they had to have made a switch, obviously, unless they were just, you know, 10 year, (laughs) 10 years (laughs) into their apprenticeship or something, you know what I mean? But, uh. But yeah, it's, it's big. It's worth talking. I'm glad we talked about it today. I think it's, I think it's, um, I'd like to hear from people listening. If you've, if you've been through this or if you had something to add, uh, you know, there's always a link in the bottom of the show notes, kind of in the app, whatever app you're listening to, there is a link there. You can send us a voice message, uh, which might be just easier than typing it out, you know, or you can find us over on Instagram, both of us. There's a link in your app there to get in touch with each of us, yeah. Andy and myself. And just, you know, when you if you do send us a message over on Instagram, make sure you put MTGA at the beginning of it. Helps me and helps Andy search them out and find those messages so we can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. We want to make sure we're talking about topics you guys and gals like. So there you go, Andy. Pay cuts, big deal. Yep. Switching careers, even a bigger deal. Um, I like what you said though. Like there's a, I didn't think of it the way you did it all. When you said, there's probably a lot of skills that transfer over. Yeah. You 
are just, you're more pragmatic in your thinking mm-hmm. than I am. I'm more like, hell yeah, come be a plumber. Why? Because we need plumbers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all good. So. It is. It is. Yep. All right, dude. Well, there you go. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good. Good to, uh, good to talk about that stuff every now and then because it does, it does come up. You know, I would, it I would does. say it's probably not the first time that I've been asked, um, somebody, you know, either personally or on Instagram or whatever. So, nope. so there we That's are. That's it. I got to go. Yep. You know what's coming next? I do. I got diarrhea. <laughs> I can't. I can't.